Hello everyone, my name is Kendall and welcome to Unofficial Book Club, where life and stories meet. And just like any book club, we'll only be spending half the time actually talking about books. In this first episode of this podcast, I will be sitting down to give you all a little glimpse of who I am. Considering the rest of this podcast, I'll be sitting down with various guests to connect over who they are, their happiness, and the lessons they've learned, I think it's only fair that I let you all get to know a little bit about me. I believe life is like a book. Each chapter is a piece of our development and growth with the good, the bad, and everything in between that ultimately makes up our story. Now before we get started, I do want to remind you that everything I share is my own personal experience and my own personal opinion. Now let's get started. I am so excited to be here. It's incredibly daunting, but very exciting. And I, you know, I can hear the nerves in my voice, um, but hopefully that will go away with time. I'm so excited to start this podcast and honestly just see where it goes. Um, I think that's kind of the part of this that I'm very excited about is I have no idea what will come of it. Having a new project or hobby or activity or whatever it is in your life is the excitement of starting it and, you know, not knowing where it's going to go or where it'll take you or what it'll become, but all along the process, you're enjoying it. And so that's what I'm doing here and I'm very excited about it. So thank you for joining me and being on this journey with me. I want to start by saying that this podcast is going to consist of my own opinions and experiences and the opinions and experiences of my guests. We are not experts or professionals just people sitting together having a conversation and bonding over different life experiences. And I want to go ahead and thank all of the amazing guests that are going to be a part of this podcast. Thank you so much for agreeing to sit down and have a conversation with me. And thank you for sharing all of your stories. Now, it's only fair that if I'm going to be having conversations that involve my guests sharing their stories and experiences, that I should share a little bit about me and let you listeners get to know me better and then decide whether or not you want to keep listening. Let's start off with the concept of this podcast and how it came to be. My intention with this podcast is to facilitate human connection through conversation and sharing stories with one another. Very similarly to like anytime we're hanging out with people, right? And through this process, I hope to grow and learn new things and to have a good time. And I hope the same for you all and my guests. I decided to start this podcast because, for starters, I love podcasts. They are what have gotten me through this COVID pandemic. Um, There's so many different types of podcasts out there. It's incredible the different, you know, communities that exist and the different topics and genres. I mean, it's, it's endless content, you know, and so I've been totally invested in so many different podcasts and I've listened to them all day, every day for the last two or three years while I'm cooking, doing laundry, and even the eight hours that I'm sitting in front of my computer working, I'm listening to a podcast. And many of those podcasts that I'm listening to all the time are true crime podcasts. I love a good true crime podcast. And so podcasts for me really filled the quiet during the pandemic and gave me human connection that I lacked during lockdown or quarantine. And I learned after going through a pandemic with limited human contact that despite my more introverted nature, I enjoy getting to know people and I enjoy a more 
intimate setting of chatting with someone and, and talking and bonding and listening and hearing new things and learning. And so I thought, why not do that in a podcast setting? You know, human connection is so necessary and such a beautiful thing. And I enjoy sharing stories. I enjoy sharing experiences. I enjoy listening to them. And so why not do that in a podcast form and connect with people and talk about some of our, you know, life experiences and some of our favorite things. And I thought one of my favorite things are books. So I'm going to bring that into this podcast. Now, everyone is so different and extraordinary and has their own journey and story to tell. And I'm very grateful that my guests have decided that they would like to share some of that with me. And I get to share it with all of you. I'm excited for all the conversations and how this will turn out. And so if you're here listening and you listen till the end and you continue listening, thank you. This could be a little bit of a hot mess as we get started because I am doing this all by myself. I have had lovely people along the process of creating this that have given me amazing ideas and lots of support. Some of them are going to be guests on this podcast, very close friends of mine, family. But ultimately, this is something I'm doing by myself. I'm sitting down at a computer, I'm chatting, I'm writing up notes, editing this podcast. And so bear with me as I go through the trial and error process of this. But thank you for being here. And I'm very excited. So, a little bit about me, which, as probably many of us feel, was always my least favorite question to be asked in school. You know, trying to define myself in a few sentences is a little difficult, but here we go. I describe myself as a curious, very anxious, often pessimistic, outgoing introvert. I'm working on the anxiousness and the pessimistic outlook. However, otherwise I am who I am. And being introverted is something that I'm definitely learning to embrace, especially in a world that is built for extroverts. I bet many of you can relate. A part of my growth and understanding myself is learning how to deal with my anxiety and knowing that that's a big part of who I am. And so I am actively trying to make sure that I fit into spaces in the way that I want to and on my own terms, which is very important and something I'm working on and practicing. I studied anthropology in college. Having lived the majority of my life moving around a lot overseas, I've always been interested in people, history, culture, and the exploration of the human experience, hence the podcast. I think the last few years in a worldwide pandemic have certainly shaken everyone and disrupted our lives in so many different ways, especially forcing us to face things that we didn't want to before or that we didn't know how to. And there are so many parts of ourselves and our lives that have changed and shifted since then. And for me, I have different priorities and expectations in my life than I did before. And one of the many different priorities that I have is my happiness. That includes examining and re-examining my idea of happiness and the pursuit of happiness. So happiness, a very loaded term, I think, word. I definitely define happiness differently now than I did many years ago. I think growing up, I've always viewed happiness as this achievable thing, very similarly to the phrase, the pursuit of happiness, something that you're striving for, a destination, a light at the end of the tunnel. 
And I've always been so eager to get to like the destination. That's kind of how I always am with everything and I'm working on it. I've always been that person that's like eager to get to the destination and doesn't always enjoy the journey. And so I think of happiness that way, or I used to, where like I needed to achieve this thing. If I got this thing, whatever it was, job, place that I live, person I'm spending my time with, whatever it is, like if I got that thing, it would make me happy. And so I, like many people probably have always like focused on trying to get this one achievable thing that would then make me happy as if it would make everything happy and everything good. And once I got there, I'd be good. And I've realized over time that if I'm always searching for that thing that's going to make me happy, I'm going to miss so much in between. And I don't think that's sustainable. Like there's no way that I can just go about every day, all day, hoping that I achieve this one thing, not even knowing what it really is, but just like there's going to be something that's going to make me happy. And so I don't think anymore or believe that there's that one thing that I'm going to get or achieve that will make me happy. I think for me, that would limit my growth and my experience and my ability to enjoy everything along the way. So with that said, my outlook on happiness has changed and is definitely still changing. I'm restructuring the way that I think about happiness, what it means to me, what it means to society is obviously is probably going to be very different than what it means to me and what it's going to mean to one person is going to be very different than what it means to me and navigating that and finding that fulfillment in you know the moments in life versus that one thing that I'm leading up to you know I believe now that happiness is what you find along the way that makes up your life the moments that make up your life so some of the things and moments that make me happy First and foremost, my cat, Binks. Yes, Binks, named after the cat in Hocus Pocus, which is one of my favorite movies. My cat, Binks, is a quarantine kitten. I got her the New Year's Eve of 2020 going into 2021. So she was definitely a bright light into the new year. I love her very much. Having Binks has made my life so enriched in so many ways. She's taught me so much from just having to take care of this live being to this unconditional love that you have for it. Um, Other pet owners definitely understand. I love her so much. She's my pride and joy and just the thing that makes me happy at the end of the day. Like I come home to her or I wake up to her and just her little face, no matter what furniture she scratched during the day, that little face makes me so happy and like relaxed and makes me feel like everything's a little bit okay, you know? The other things that make me happy are my family. I have two younger sisters who I love very much. They are also two very unique and cool individuals. I think they're both so brilliant and I'm enjoying being adults with them. When we were kids, we were really close, but I think as adults, we're even closer and we have a very strong bond and we talk to each other every day and we all give each other space to grow and be individuals, which is a very beautiful thing. And I don't think any of us have ever put pressure or effort into conforming to be very similar. And believe me, all three of us are very different. Love them very much and they're two of my favorite people in this world. I also love my parents. 
I was very lucky that during the pandemic, they had moved back very close by me. And so I got to spend a lot of time with them. Before that, they were living overseas and I didn't see them more than maybe twice a year. And then during the pandemic, they moved back near me and I got to spend weeks with them and weekends. And I spent a lot of time just like at their house and we would play games and drink wine and watch movies and, you know, enjoy each other's company. And that is something I cherish a lot and that bonding experience. My friends also make me very happy. I think having now been in that quarantine pandemic space and not having those people around you all the time makes you realize how much you really miss that human contact with them and really miss your friends. Um, I was lucky enough that I lived with one of my best friends during the pandemic. I still live with her. And that was a crucial bonding and like growth moment for us to like go through that together. And it made us very, very close. And it also made me miss so many of my other friends, especially those that didn't live near me. And so valuing FaceTime and Zoom and Skype and all of those ways that we can communicate with one another when we don't live close by is also very special. And even the friends that live close by to me, I didn't get to see them all the time because you're stuck in this bubble of the people that are safe and that are, you know, quarantining with you and whatever else. And so I missed my friends and now coming out of that and building those friendships again and making new friends and making new experiences and spending time together is really, really important. Your friends and the people that you choose to surround yourself with help you grow and learn about yourself and about them and about people in general. And they make life fun and enjoyable. And I miss them. I miss just like hanging out with my friends and laughing and enjoying each other's company. And I want to work on also using those platforms even after this pandemic, like FaceTime, Zoom, et cetera, to talk to my friends that don't live near me and still make sure that we are connected that way. I love my friends. They make me very happy. Also, the connection that I have with my friends is one of the many reasons that I started this podcast. And one of the many people who inspired this is a newer friend that I made post-pandemic. And she will be a guest on here, hopefully. But she has been really supportive in this whole process. And it's having those conversations with her, the deep conversations about like life and your thoughts and your, you know, how you've grown as a person and what you're learning and, you know, what you love, what you don't like, blah, blah, blah. Like all of those conversations that we've had that helped us click as friends very early on is kind of what inspired this podcast. Because I was like, wow, there's so many different people out there that I could talk to with it, whether they're in my life or, you know, connection through somebody else that have just like extraordinary stories and things to share. And I would love to just sit and listen to that and absorb that and have a conversation. And that's a very enlightening thing. Swimming makes me very happy. I know it's like random, but being in a body of water makes me very happy. Like floating in water, swimming in water, lake, pool, doesn't matter. I love being in a body of water. It relaxes me. It takes the stress off. It's just a very serene space and I love being in water. However, recently I tried going to like a float tank with two of my friends and um, was not an experience I loved. I don't know if it's because I picked the one that was basically a giant egg that I sat in. I'm talking like full top, 
that comes down and closes and you're just laying in this very salty water and you're supposed to relax and be able to kind of float. Um, That didn't work for me, despite loving bodies of water and floating in them. I felt very claustrophobic and I'm sure I probably would have enjoyed it a little bit more had I been in like the jacuzzi version that was in an open room, something I learned about myself through this experience. But otherwise, I like being in bodies of water and swimming and floating and being immersed in water. Another thing that makes me very happy is singing. Um, Music, theater, and the arts were always a very big part of me growing up and my upbringing, and it runs in my family. And so I gravitated as a kid more to music and singing, and I love to sing. I was in an acapella group in college, and that shaped a lot of my college experience and helped me create some of my very good friends. And so singing has always been a big part of me, and it makes me happy. Like the release of just singing and belting out a song, there's nothing like that feeling. And so like singing in the shower, sometimes if I'm writing just like a really like stressful email or like doing something at work that's just like grinding my gears and making me like very annoyed or frustrated, I just close my bedroom door, put on music and like belt some songs as I'm like doing this work and it's a nice release and it makes me you know calm down and it makes me relaxed and it helps get out emotion and it's a nice release of emotion release of stress release of everything and then there's nothing like that good feeling when you've hit a certain note or you know done a certain run and It's a great way to kind of lose yourself in a moment and in a song and in an emotion and whatever it is. I just, I love to sing. So I'm usually found singing in the shower, singing in my car. On a long car ride, oh my gosh, I put on a whole concert for like hours. I really love to sing. It makes me very happy. In loving singing, I also love music in general. So going to a concert is like, what a luxury and what a fun time. Like there's nothing like the feeling for me of like being at a concert, having that energy where everybody in the room is all there for the same thing. And you have this just like connection and bond immediately. Although there's some annoying people in the concert. And if you're one of those people pushing and shoving, like stop, go home. But otherwise the energy is usually Like everybody's there for a good time. Everybody's there together for a good time. And you all love this band or artist together. And there's something very beautiful about that. And there's nothing like the moment where the lights go out and the artist is about to come on stage and the energy in the room is just like silent or giddy. And then all of a sudden the lights come up and the show starts like that moment is absolute magic like pure magic I love a good concert I think the feeling that I get when I'm at a concert and singing and dancing like it's like you're on a cloud I mean truly it's just like nothing else matters you're just like in that moment and that makes me very happy I also love to travel I realize that traveling is a privilege and I have been very fortunate to have done significant amount of traveling in my life due to my 
upbringing and my parents' jobs, but I love to travel. I love to see new places. I love to experience new places. Sorry, that noise behind me that sounds like like gumball machine or something dispensing all this candy is my cat's automatic feeder going off. It is her lunchtime. Anyway, another thing that makes me very happy and one of my favorite hobbies is reading. It is basically my entire personality at this point, but I love to read. It's a part of why the second episode for this podcast will be about reading, like an unofficial book club, basically. But that brings me into some of the things that I'm passionate about. Not only the things that make me happy, but some of the things that I feel a lot of passion towards. Now, knowing me is knowing that everything I talk about is with conviction and passion, like to a fault. One of the things that I'm very passionate about that I've already talked about because it's also something that makes me very happy is traveling. No matter where you go, far or wide, I think traveling is an amazing opportunity to grow as a human being. Now I say that again, recognizing that traveling in any capacity is such a privilege. And so when I have that opportunity, I'm very grateful and very thankful for that. I feel strongly about the growth and learning that comes with going out of the bubble that you exist in and like your own space. You know, meeting new people, going to new places, immersing yourself in that history and that culture it is a beautiful way to expand your horizon and grow as a person and hopefully help every generation grow a little bit more. I also believe that travel in any capacity should be done respectfully and responsibly. You wouldn't want somebody coming into your home and disrespecting it, so don't do that to somebody else. Travel respectfully and responsibly, please. I also love to read. Like I said, I'm very passionate about reading, and I'm going to discuss it a little bit more next episode, but to give you an idea of why reading is important to me and why I'm very passionate about it, I'm dyslexic, so reading and writing was always very hard for me growing up, and it impacted my confidence. It probably sparked that anxiety within me and had a big impact on my upbringing. And my mom is the one who ultimately encouraged me to start reading. She's a teacher. And she encouraged me to do it for fun, and that ultimately like changed my life, and now I love to read and write. I'm also passionate about mental health. I'm so thankful that we live in a time where it's not as taboo as it once was and we're able to openly discuss and work on our mental health. And obviously that that looks very different for everyone, right? But I'm a huge advocate for therapy. I know that going to therapy is also a privilege and not everyone has that opportunity and it's not as accessible as I believe it should be for everyone. But I think mental health and working on it in any way that you can is very important. I'm also passionate about human rights. Being a white woman, I'm very aware of the privilege that I have. And being a woman, I'm very aware of the patriarchal society that we live in. With that said, I want this podcast to be a safe space full of kindness, compassion, acceptance, and growth. So let me make it very clear about where I stand as we move forward with this podcast. Now, transitioning into life lessons. In recent years, especially as we're coming out of a pandemic that like stunted 
so much of our growth and opportunity in various ways and paused our life in so many other ways for the last few years, I'm learning a lot and I'm having to relearn and work on a lot of things that I didn't realize before. And I'm practicing a lot of the things that I've been learning about myself and about others. And so I'm definitely feeling those growing pains in the work that I'm doing on myself. Obviously, I'm very young, if you cannot tell. I'm only 28, so I have so much left to learn and so many more mistakes to make along the way as I do so. But let me just discuss some of the things that I have learned and I've been putting into practice. First and foremost, working on boundaries. Like I said, mental health is very important and boundaries are a great way to work on your mental health and to help yourself. Boundaries are extremely important, whether it's with friends, families, colleagues, whatever it is, they're very important. They're also not the easiest thing to put up and stick by, and I recognize that. Boundaries help us take care of ourselves, and sometimes they force us to grow in ways that we didn't expect. And putting up boundaries can often be difficult. It doesn't always have like the most positive effect on others when you put up boundaries, but they're important. And if someone doesn't respect those boundaries, that shows strength on your end and says everything about who they are. Now, with that said, boundaries are things that can change. I've learned to change certain boundaries with certain people, and it all depends on where we are, where my life is, etc. And it's not always a bad thing. You know, not everyone or your relationship with everyone is going to be the same. And it can certainly change, and sometimes it's for the better, sometimes it's for the worst. I've had to learn that not every friend, for example, holds the same space in my life that they once did, and it doesn't have to be a bad thing. And there are boundaries that need to change for my own health, and that there are friends that change too. Like we're all growing and learning. We're never gonna be the same people we were. And so if you grow with somebody, that's a great and that's a beautiful thing, but not everybody grows the same way. And so finding out where you stand with other people is difficult, but it's necessary. And so ultimately, if boundaries don't hold and you feel that you need to walk away, that's okay too. That sounds like very dramatic, I realize. But like putting up a boundary, if it doesn't stick and somebody doesn't respect it, walking away is maybe necessary. And look, it doesn't make you a bad person or a failure. So let me say that again for the people in the back. Walking away from any relationship of any kind, whether it's family, platonic, romantic, does not mean that you failed, and it certainly does not mean that you are a bad or mean person. Protecting yourself and your health and your growth is very important, and that doesn't make you selfish. It doesn't make you self-centered. If anything, it protects you, and hopefully you force that other person to grow, right? Like if you're willing to put yourself in a position to grow and better yourself in whatever capacity, like hopefully you're helping them in some way do the same. Which brings me to the second lesson that I've learned over the last few years. And this is the hardest one for me to actually like put into practice and like do in my normal life, but it's one that I'm working on. You may not always get the resolution or the apology that you feel you deserve. Whew. I have a hard time with this one because I have a hard time not getting resolution from something. It's a part of like feeling the need to like have control and be in control as a person. That's something that I'm working on. And so I have always had a very hard time moving on without that. 
But realistically, you can't always get the resolution that you want or expect from someone. I believe an apology is a multi-step process and in many cases is very important. And I've tried to practice this in my life as best as possible. Saying sorry is not always enough. Like you have to say you're sorry, take accountability, and then change your pattern of behavior. I remember as a kid, my dad used to say, don't say sorry, just don't do it, which maybe could be like a toxic phrase in certain situations. However, thinking about it in this way, it's like an apology only goes so far. Like you have to eventually change your pattern of behavior or else we're living in this cycle. And so with that said, I also believe forgiveness is something that you earn. It isn't something just given to you because you said, I'm sorry. And I don't believe that I need to forgive you to relieve myself of whatever happened or whatever like we're going through. Personally, this is my own personal opinion. Forgiving someone will not help me move on. I can move on without forgiving someone for what they did to me. And I know that may be an unpopular opinion, but it's mine. I believe that I can move on from something without forgiving you. I think forgiveness is something you earn by saying you're sorry, taking accountability, and changing your pattern of behavior. Another thing about me, an important thing about me, is I not only have anxiety, but I have high-functioning anxiety. So, like, I look like, portray, act like I have my shit together, and that's not always the case. And I am working on you know, managing that in my everyday life. And luckily enough, I have a therapist and I have the privilege to be in therapy and that is very helpful. Um, Managing my anxiety is hard and high functioning means that I come off like I have it all together, but I don't. And I saw a lot of that as I was thinking of doing this podcast. I had a lot of doubt and fear and it took me a minute because I had expectations and anxiety around it. But ultimately, I'm jumping in head first, and I really want to do it, no matter what it becomes or doesn't become. This could be the first and last episode for all I know, but I don't ever want to be in my own way of doing something. I'm trying to practice that, but I don't want to get in my own way. And alongside the anxiety comes the feeling that I'm not doing enough. I think that goes hand in hand with kind of the high functioning part. I constantly feel like I'm not doing enough, or I have a fear of fear of failing at something, so I do nothing. And I don't want to be so hard on myself. The rest of the world is already going to be hard on us, and I don't want to make it any harder for myself or others, right? Like, the world is hard enough as it is. The last thing I need to do is stand in my own way of anything. And if I fail, let's just take it as a learning opportunity, right? Being human is wild and truly unique and, like, an extraordinary experience all at the same time and I'm just trying to get through it like one day at a time and hopefully learn something along the way meet some cool people who like change your life or bring you joy and happiness and growth and I'm excited for everything that comes and I'm excited to share this space with all of you and my guests and I'm so curious to see what comes of it And I'm curious to see what you all as listeners have to share with me. I have picked a lot of these guests because they're people that I know and people that I want to share with you all. But I'm also excited about all of the people that I'm going to meet and all of the possible new guests. And that includes you all. 
So thank you for letting me share a little bit about myself and help you all get a better idea of who I am as we kind of go into this journey with this podcast. And I'm very, very, very excited. If you sat here for the entire time, like, thank you so much. (laughs) And if you're going to continue, thank you so much. And if you're not, that's okay too. Not going to be everybody's cup of tea. But thank you so much for at least listening to this first episode. And as many of you move through the first season of this podcast, I do want to let you know that many of these episodes were recorded before the new year. Thank you for listening to Unofficial Book Club, where life and stories meet. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts and follow me on Instagram at unofficialbookclubpod. Please don't forget to rate and share with all of your friends. Until next time.